Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Equity Mates Media, this is The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. Australians are the biggest gamblers in the world. Lots of us love a punt, whether it's at the casino, the horse races, or just betting on a game. As a result, we hold the mantle for the highest per capita losses of any country. Between 2018 and 2019, Australians lost approximately $25 billion on gambling. So it's not a surprise when a new betting platform called Better drew the attention of hundreds of thousands of Australians, boasting an astonishing promotional offer of 100 to 1 odds on major sporting events. But Better's marketing tactic and the subsequent mass uptake of the platform almost backfired. Had a different horse won the Melbourne Cup last Tuesday, Better's great debut might have seen it scratched. It's Friday, the 4th of November, and today I want to know, is better going to last the race? And what's the business rationale behind such extreme odds? To talk about this today, I'm joined by my colleague here at Equity Mates. It's Darcy Cordell. Darcy, welcome to The Dive. Thanks, Sasha. Great to be here. Did you win at Melbourne Cup? I did not win on the Melbourne Cup, but I do have a few bets riding with better, so I'm qualified to talk about this. Commiserations, but also good luck, chookers, for the future. I am just going to say as a warning, in case you haven't got it from the intro, we are going to talk about gambling today. If this is something that you think you'd need support with, we have put links in the show notes below. But remember, you can always seek help at gamblinghelponline.org.au or by calling 1-800-858-858. So Darcy, Melbourne Cup was this week. It was a couple of days ago. It's the horse race that stops the nation. Estimates are that about three quarters of a billion dollars are gambled by Australians over the four-day Melbourne Cup carnival. But how much of that figure is actually paid out to winning punters by the betting agencies? I'm going to imagine it's not a lot. Yeah, this might be a shock to some, but it's just 1%. No, I thought it would be like 10%, 20%, but 1%. 1%, Sasha. So around $8 million is returned to punters in the form of winning bets. Out of that, $750 million of bets placed. And some analysis by Finder last year found that, on average, Australians bet $88 on the Melbourne Cup per person. Obviously, that average is skewed by the huge bets that some place. So your chances of winning that $88 back are pretty low. (laughs) Yeah, that's an understatement. But it doesn't stop people from gambling, and myself included, unfortunately. (laughs) I've got to say, I put a cheeky punt on on Tuesday as well. I normally don't gamble at all, but I couldn't resist. Yeah. So clearly, Sasha, the real winners here are the bookies. Absolutely. We said close to three quarters of a billion dollars is bet across the four-day Melbourne Cup carnival. But on the actual Melbourne Cup race, which is race seven at Flemington, more than $200 million is bet. Gates are back and they're racing. 
They're off in the cup. And just on the one race. Just on the one race. And compare that to about the $8 million that's total prize money paid out for the top three horses. So you can see the real prize on Melbourne Cup Day actually goes to the bookies, not the owners and the jockeys. Yeah, and while movements like NUP to the Cup gain traction, the amount of money gambled on Melbourne Cup is actually rising. It's not going backwards. So let's take a step back and have a look at gambling as a whole. Why are Australians the biggest gamblers in the world? Why do we spend so much money and support those statistics I opened the episode with? The main reason is pokies or slot machines. Unfortunately, they've become so embedded in Australian culture. They're in pubs, entertainment venues, a lot of places that you go out to socialise rather than just in casinos, which we do see in a lot of other jurisdictions around the world. But it's not just the prominence of pokies and casinos that make gambling popular in Australia. It's also sport, and sport is a massive part of Australian culture. Level Haywood. Sydney get there first. Yeah, we're a sporting nation. We are, and there's not a lot of regulation around sports betting sites compared to other countries. So the combination of these factors means Australians lose the most on gambling per capita in the world. It's about $1,300 per person a year. That's a huge number. When you say the $88 figure earlier, that was kind of where I was heading, but $1,300 is a lot. So that's the average in Australia. But let's provide some global context. Which other countries are big gamblers? In the spirit of this episode, Sasha, let's make a bet. If you can guess one of the other top five highest gambling nations per capita, I'll buy you lunch. Okay, I doubt I'm going to win, but I do love the idea of free lunch. So I want to say, bring it on. Are you going to give me a clue? No. All right, (laughs) I will say Italy. Very close. They're sixth. Sixth on the list. Spain. No, Spain's down at 10. Uh, um, What about... One more guess. Brazil. No, not in the top 10. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. I just went with football nations. <laughs> there was no ulterior motive with my guessing. It was solid guessing. So I'll round out the top five. Singapore is the second highest losing of nation course. per capita. Okay. They're close to $1,200 per person. Then it drops off a fair way. So Ireland's in third at $588. Canada in fourth, about $570. And then Finland in fifth at $550 per capita a year. So while Australia and Singapore are so close, we're almost double the third highest on that list. Yeah, that's right. So two massive standouts and it just really shows the prominence of gambling in Australia. So I think we've more than proved our point that Australia is a massive gambling nation. That's the first piece of important context for this story. The second is that the industry is incredibly consolidated. That's right. There's only a few big players in the Australian sports betting and racing scene. There are four big gambling companies. There's Sportsbet, TAB, Bet365 and Ladbrokes. And combined, they take up the vast majority of the market share in online gambling in Australia. So here's a stat. These big four companies, they take up 94% of all online traffic to gambling sites during the Melbourne Cup. Wow, that's massive. Okay, so Darcy, Australia is a nation of gamblers and most Australians are only betting with a few of those big players. And into this large, powerful and consolidated industry steps a new player and that's better. So let's take a break and then we want to focus on this new company, Better, and the bet that they made that almost cleaned them out less than one month after launch. We'll be right back. Know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk. 
walk away and know when to run. Welcome back to The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. I'm joined today by Darcy Cordell. If you're loving The Dive, then please give us a five-star review. And thank you for your support. As a result, we've actually been nominated as the Best Business Podcast at the Australian Podcast Awards in 2022. So a huge thank you for getting us there. We couldn't have done it if you weren't listening. So today we're talking about gambling and the launch of Better. If you're an Australian, you've probably been hit by advertising or word of mouth about this new platform. It's certainly been a hot topic of discussion here in our office. Darcy, let's start at the beginning. Who is behind this new app? Sports fans, get ready for something better because the betting brand you've been waiting for kicks off soon. There's a consortium behind Better and it includes some big betting industry executives, one of which is Matthew Tripp, and he's the former owner of Sportsbet, which is Australia's largest betting site, and he's now the CEO of Better. But there must be some money involved as well, like some deep pockets to kind of come up with this. Who else is there? Yes, Rupert Murdoch's News Uh, Corp. (laughs) So News Corp has a 33% stake in the business, and it's where they're looking to expand. Then there's also Betmakers, which is a wagering technology group, which is behind a lot of other Australian gambling sites, and it's also listed on the ASX. I've definitely seen that name through Equity Mates before. Yeah. And then rounding it out is TechCorp, which is a US-based digital gaming consulting and investment firm. So that's where the money's coming from, along with News Corp. To line up with a lot of experience in betting and also a vast reach in online and in broadcasting. I know it's a cheap joke, but if you were going to place a bet on a team that was going to enter this space and come out winners, they've put together a pretty good brains trust there and the money to back it up. And Murdoch and News Corp in particular are a really interesting partner. For years, they've enjoyed the advertising revenue from Australia's big bookmakers. So it feels like with this move, they've moved from partner to competitor. Yeah, so News Corp want to go from advertising gambling to taking some of the profits from it. They own the broadcast rights to a majority of the sports in Australia and they own a lot of the print, TV and radio media. So they're in a prime position to have their betting agency front of mind for the average Australian sport viewer. And when you hear those stats, like hundreds of millions of dollars being put on these four-day events, like there's only so much advertising you need for this, the race that stops a nation. We literally have a public holiday for it in yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. So reports are that Lachlan Murdoch, he's particularly interested in sports betting. Maybe he wants to follow in the footsteps of fellow billionaire James Packer, who bet his family's fortune on casino gambling. The Murdochs first got a taste of running a sports book rather than just advertising one with sky betting and gaming in the UK, but they sold out of that in 2017. And then in the US, they're also doing something similar with Foxbet. So we shouldn't really be surprised that they're now looking at doing this in Australia. And we've said this before, but it's literally only a month ago that Better launched in Australia. That's right. On the 10th of October, Better launched. And with such a consolidated gaming industry, they needed a massive promotion to make a splash and cut through to customers. And this is where it gets interesting today, doesn't it? 101 to $1 odds for some of the biggest sporting events on the planet. They hooked punters in with a mass marketing campaign that offered these incredible odds on the Melbourne Cup, FIFA World Cup, Aussie Rules Premiership, NBA Championship and the NRL Premiership. 
So put simply, they allowed people to bet a maximum of $10 on who they thought would win these tournaments or races. And if you pick the winner right, you get $1,010 back. Okay, so can you put that in context for the non-gamblers or the non-mathematicians amongst us? Because it sounds attractive, but what does that mean in practice? Okay, so if you went onto Sportsbet right now, you could see that the Boston Celtics are the favourite to win the NBA championship at $6. So if you put $10 on that bet and they ended up winning, you'd win $60 back. All right, so 100 to 1 means how much am I pocketing? It means if you put that $10 on Boston Celtics with better, you're winning $1,010 rather than $60. Mitchell with that crossover. Garland, another three. Welcome back. I mean, that makes me excited right now. So I can understand why punters fell for it. It got me in. And I've actually outlaid about $60 in total on each of these bets, $10 each. And if a couple of them win, Sasha, I could have thousands of dollars in my account from 60. Okay, so you've got me hooked right now selling that to me. But did it work nationwide? Did it get a lot of Australians excited? We're yet to receive official numbers from Better, but the CEO, Matthew Tripp, said this week that over 300,000 people have signed up to the platform in the first month. For some context, though, Sportsbet, the biggest sports betting site in Australia, has 1.25 million total customers, but Sportsbet's been around since the 90s. So 300,000, it's almost a quarter of the customers in one month of the biggest player in Australia. Basically, this promotion was so effective that the New South Wales government has announced an investigation into Better to see whether they broke inducement laws. You can totally understand why they're doing that. So from a marketing angle, it worked. I hope that person's asking for a pay rise. But it worked so well that the company started to get worried. Which brings us to the major horse races of the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so along with their 100 to 1 promotions, Better also offered $21 to 1 odds on all horses in the Cox Plate, which is another major Australian horse race. That race was held on the 22nd of October, so within two weeks of Better launching. And the favourite for the race, Animo, was valued at about $2 to 1 to win on other sites. So if you put $10 on that with Sportsbet, you would win $20 back. But with better, if you put the $10 on and at one, you win $210. And Animo won, Sasha. They're racing. Animo away only fairly. Okay. (laughs) How did that go? So as you can imagine, a massive amount of punters bet on Animo to win. And better lost as much as $12 million on that single race. Wow. I mean, it's kind of ironic that a gambling company, the ones that usually come out on top, are clocking up these huge losses just to get customers. Yeah. Reports surfaced that this was about four or five times higher than Better had budgeted for. So it really got out of control. Okay. And that was the Cox Plate. And that's small numbers compared to the race that's, you know, the highlight, the jewel in the crown of the racing season, which is the Melbourne Cup. Yes. So Better had their $101 to one promotion for the Melbourne Cup. And Deauville Legend was the heavy pre-race favourite. Deauville Legend is out after him. On the outside is Secret State. Yeah, there's always a favourite. There's always one that's like standing, that all the newspapers are talking about, all the commentators are talking about. Its odds on other books were about 3.5 to 1. So if you bet $10 with another bookie, you'd receive $35 back. But $10 with better, you win 1,010 again. So as you can imagine, tens of thousands of customers signed up and bet on the favourite Deauville legend. 
Better may have been liable for up to $60 million if Deauville legend won the Melbourne Cup. And apparently it got so bad that Better was frantically calling around to other bookmakers and trying to hedge their exposure to Deauville legend. They were. They were calling other bookmakers and basically placing bets on Deauville legend to win which would have sort of covered their losses. They would have had to pay out this potential $60 million, but they also would have won from their bets placed on Dover Legend and that would have helped them pay the punters out. It does feel like a little bit of a domino, like it could quickly cycle into like chasing your losses, can't it? <laughs> yes, it could. They even offered customers a cash out option from the bet before the raise in exchange for a $150 bonus bet, effectively a voucher. And that would cancel the customer's bet on Dover Legend. But luckily for better, Dover Legend didn't win. An outsider called Gold Trip did. And while Better still had to pay out this massive check for $1,010 to a lot of people who picked Gold Trip as the winner, it was far less than the people who picked the favourite. And it also seems like they were overwhelmed by the number of people who joined the platform. But the big question remains, Darcy. Has Better's tactic work? Is this model sustainable? Remember, we've still got like, what, four or five bets that are on these 100 to 1 odds still to play out. We do. But 300,000 customers in a month, that adds a lot of value. And they've also been pulling back on these promotional offers. So new customers that sign up now, they actually can't access these 101 to $1 odds. The aim for Better is to turn those 300,000 plus signups into repeat customers and hope that they stay on the platform long term. I guess I'll give a personal anecdote here. The only bets I've placed with Better are on the promotional offers. And at this stage, I probably don't plan on making any other bets with them. But honestly, it's going to take some time to know the true success of Better's big promotional bet. The big question is how many are still punting with Better in 2023 or 2024 on a random Wednesday afternoon? Yeah, well, a quick reminder, if this has brought up any issues for you, then do go and visit gamblinghelpline.org.au. Do reach out for help. But Darcy, I suspect from those statistics that you've outlined, people still will be betting with Better in the coming years. Part of me is hoping for a bit of schadenfreude that they get... um, that it's a bit more of a difficult journey for them in the months ahead. Look, if you've enjoyed this episode, then please tell a friend about it. It really is just the best way for our podcast to grow. And so we really need your help. If you've just joined us for the first time, then welcome. Go and check out our full back catalogue. We've got lots of episodes there that you can explore. Remember, you can always follow us on Instagram. We're at thedive.businessnews. You can contact us by email, thedive at equitymates.com. And you can subscribe wherever you're listening right now so you never miss an episode. I'm going to say one more huge thanks for your support in helping us get to the Australian Podcast Awards. We're really excited. I'm personally just stoked that our small but mighty team has managed to get on this massive shortlist among some really big players. So a thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for joining me today, Darcy. Thanks, Sasha. Until next time. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs 
needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have physicians in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.